Hello, welcome back to Seeking Serotonin. I'm your co-host Kat. And I'm Megan. And welcome for to episode two. Shout out to everyone that showed support on our first episode and that listened. I think today we're going to be taking a question from the audience. So that look forward to that. So it's the beginning of cancer season. Welcome. And today is a full moon in Capricorn. It's the full strawberry moon. It said, it says, it is a time to celebrate what you have accomplished so far this year and then continue down this productive path. If you feel like you have been looking for a direction, this moon will light the path in the right way. This lunar magic is all about bringing dreams into fruition. So we're doing that. And then there's also, I follow this um, account, Virginia Rosenberg. And she does whenever there's like a, you know, astrological change. She does these little like mantras for like each of the signs. So Virgos is, Megan is a Virgo for those of you who don't know. Um, to live from my heart is to be true to my future. I prioritize my happiness and vitality in order to foster connection. Love that. So true. So the Pisces one is uh, oh this is very relevant which why i saved it i was like oh my god so it says important connections invite useful collaboration i unite in ways that bring me joy and foster co-creation this is literally co-creation right now oh my god and i feel like i mean when it is a full moon, I'm, I'm, this is my question to the astrologer, cat. <laughs> um, when it's a full moon, does that mean that it, it's like for the future? When, like when those thing, when, <laughs> like when it says the moon's doing this, does that mean that's just for today? Or does that mean like it's for the, the cycle? Do you know? Or if we have any astrologers listening, DM us if you're an astrologer and you know the answer to that question. Um, yeah, we're, we think astrology is interesting. We're not astrologers. No. <laughs> Just follow a lot of astrology Instagram accounts. But I think, so like the full moon, it's like a time to plant seeds for the future so like the energy that's accumulating is probably like at a height right now if you like sit in that and absorb that energy it like becomes expressed like through you as time goes on we'll just say that's my interpretation (laughs) i love that i love like i love to set intentions so maybe today is the day to set. Should we set some intentions? Yeah, we can we can set some full moon intentions. Okay, so to celebrate what I've accomplished, I 
have started my whole little, you know, doing media things publicly. And I, I would like to celebrate that because I have been wanting to do this for so long. And I always had reasons to not do it. I'd always come up with reasons to not do it. But I came to the realization that I am afraid of everything. So if I am going to be afraid of something that I don't want to do and like push myself to do things that I don't want to do, why not push myself to do things that I do want to do? Because... I'm going to be scared either way. So, so yeah, my intention is going to be to keep doing things that I want to do, even though they scare me. Because eventually, I hope that the scared will stop <laughs> being scary. Wow, that is a great, great intention. <laughs> Um, it also aligns with the like caption on these like mantras. It says prepare to manifest self-support. Okay, it says there may be feelings of failure, limitation, or deprivation. Relatable. It says you may encounter longings for stability and success. Relatable. Reassess goals and boundaries to get on track. So I feel like I'm very limited in my um perspective right now because i feel like my only goal is to like get my anxiety under control because i feel like i can't do anything or like think about anything until that happens so we'll just say that is my intention (laughs) yeah i think that's a good intention i i don't like it's hard like it's difficult to get your anxiety under control yeah, so I'm going to manifest a therapist and um, we'll say meditating again because like for a good probably like two years, I meditated every single day and then once I got COVID, everything like kind of derailed and like <laughs> if I like sit, just like sit I will like convince myself I'm like dying and I can't breathe and then which it's like the purpose of meditation is to like like calm yourself but it like I can't get past the uh the triggering part of it yeah do you do you usually use a guided meditation or do you just sit by yourself well in the past it, it was probably like 75% guided and then like 25 like I would just sit but yes I think a guided meditation probably would help so that can be part of the intention yeah I I try to meditate as much as I can I don't do it every day but like many times because I also think it helps me but if I'm like feeling anxious, I can't do it without either guided or I use those like vibrations or like that. The that's sounds. the sounds. Yeah. That my therapist actually recommended. He said that like 
your brain, the part that's like next to your ear, it doesn't recognize that you're outside of the dangerous situation unless there's like something to connect the 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 safety to. If you're like in a state of like regular anxiety, uh, I'm not a doctor, by the way. I, but it, it, he said that if your brain can connect like the vibrations or like the headspace guy's voice to like being outside of the anxious situation that having the like connection to that will help you like remove yourself from that anxious space in your brain that makes a lot of sense (laughs) and I'll think about that next time I meditate okay do you want to talk about um Brittany now yes (laughs) free Brittany um yeah, I've been seeing a lot about the Britney Spears trial. Um, did you ever watch that documentary? Yes, I did. The Hulu one, right? Yeah, the Hulu one. Um, yeah, for those who aren't familiar with, I mean, I assume that everyone listening knows who Britney Spears is. Unlike our last episode, I think we went on a, a little tangent about frenemies and david dobrik and my mom texted me and she was like i have to find out who this david guy is so we've taken note we've taken we've taken note that we're going to um give more background information on the things that we talk about so thank you for that feedback mom (laughs) but yeah britney spears has been in a predatory conservatorship for the past 13 years from her father who kind of it seems like he took advantage of her mental breakdown 13 years ago and basically is in control of all of her money her bodily autonomy and her like daily life and career like he sets up all of her her performances her like tv appearances he won't let her get her birth control out because she wants to have a child and he won't let her. And if you want to watch that documentary, I highly recommend it. I think it's so relevant right now because at the time, Britney Spears was like the only celebrity who was going through being exploited by tabloids. Now I feel like it's pretty common in this like social media influencer space where people just like don't have the privacy and it causes, you know, a lot of mental health issues. Yeah, I feel like the the like issues with the paparazzi reached a height at that point. No one knew like social media wasn't around, so that was kind of like the medium to which like the public perceived Britney Spears and and I feel like I mean we were like very young but I just remember seeing the tabloids of when she went bald how like that was like a meme before memes were a thing and just everyone like labeling her as like crazy and I don't know what else but I I think 
no one knew like the effects of that on her and we didn't have her like she couldn't tweet and like she couldn't tweet and be like I'm fine or whatever like it was all just through the tabloids yeah we're I feel like influencers now are lucky because there's two sides and like they have some say in how they're being perceived but Britney was in a time period where the only perception of her was like filtered through tabloids and paparazzi and then that put her in a very vulnerable place for her dad and her family to just like see that the public opinion was against her and then like taking on her money for like the rest of her life like she's a grown woman yeah another thing or something the documentary like made a point of saying was that no one under like the age of I don't know 70 is like this conservatorship is for like elderly dementia patients not you know 30 year old girls so now she's um she had her court date or I don't really know what's completely going on like right at this moment but something about court and like I've like heard the audio clips of her like defending herself and her like saying how she's not happy and they're just completely exploiting her and I wonder if like the public support that she like got after the documentary and that she's getting now is like influencing her mind and like her perception of what's going on because I have to imagine when she first came to fame how were you just saying everyone was like demonizing her and making her like seem like so shameful for like being sexual or whatever it was if that had an effect on her psyche like she probably like to some extent believed like she needed to be taken care of like it was kind of like like everyone gaslit her into believing she was crazy and then she turned crazy and now that everyone is supporting her I think she like is like oh wait finally coming to light like wait no this is fucked up I I forget what exactly she said in the the clip but she said something that was like she was on the phone with somebody having an interview and she said that after she hangs up she's gonna go back to hearing like non like no 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 from everybody she's around and like that's just like 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 having a mental illness and then being surrounded by people who perpetuate the illness that's just so sad and I hope that if she gets out of this conservatorship she can like get actual mental health help because I do like she's not mentally incompetent she's just going through it anybody can go through it maybe we should get a lawyer on our show (laughs) as a guest yeah I feel like I don't know just because like public opinion is so strong I feel like she's going to like be free I mean we'll see and like I feel like this just exemplifies how we only exist in each other's eyes or in each other's minds which is scary to think about because I feel like the percept like how she's perceived like completely alters her behavior alters like 
who she thinks she is, which in effect alters her behavior. I think that's interesting with like child stars in particular because they, from like a young age, are told who they are and have no opportunity to like find out for themselves. Like Brittany, Lindsay, Amanda, Amanda. the girls, they, they just couldn't. I don't know. I just, I don't know what, I'm sure there's like a lot of different things that led to their, like each individual mental breakdowns. But I think a major part of that is not having any autonomy or like control over their actions. I know it's like hard enough. Like life is hard. Figuring out who you are is hard enough. I can't imagine like, having just that having to like be perceived by that many people is so scary because I think I feel like this is something I'm going through now where like isn't it like once you're 25 your like brain is like fully developed or something like that (laughs) but I feel like so how we were talking last episode about like um who we are like our personalities and I was like I don't have no idea like I wouldn't couldn't begin to describe to my personality I think it's because when I do think about it I only think about it in terms of like the past and it's like I'm not that person anymore so like all these like stories that I tell myself about myself like aren't true anymore and I'm just trying to like shed that so that way I can like build new stories and start believing new things about myself so that way I can like grow as a person which is like what you're supposed to do I think if you're beloved by like millions of people as a certain thing I mean how hard is that to let that go and be like well no that's not who I am anymore like Miley Cyrus I feel like did a good job of that and I feel like if you can't get through that if you don't have the support to do that then that could really mess with you yeah that's a really good point of like wanting to shed whatever perception you had of yourself in the past because like I've always just described myself as like anxious and like I mean yeah that's one of the things that I am but you don't have to be that yeah so it's like what other things can I put ahead of that word that's up to me so stay tuned yeah it's just all about like like what the stories you tell yourself about yourself like I think that was one of the biggest takeaways from so I saw one of the like Suffolk counselors like my senior year and she was like you don't have to believe everything you think about yourself which that was revolutionary for me I was like what are you talking about that's oh my god like that was such a good thought to have so yeah I was like when I was listening to the last episode it was um how we were saying that we're not we don't feel like we're good at talking and then so last night our um friend of the pod Kelly shout out Kelly was saying she was like 
wow you guys are like so perfect for a podcast like you really should have a podcast like you like just like saying that and I was like okay how can my perception of myself and Kelly's perception of me be like so different that's something I like hate to think about but also like to think about because we're very like biased in our perceptions of ourselves so I feel like if we realize like oh personality is not who you are and it's something that you can like change is very freeing so I'm going to change the narrative that I'm bad at talking and (laughs) say I am good at communicating and expressing myself thank you (laughs) I yeah I, I think like there are certain things where it's like they're skills rather than traits and I think talking is a skill rather than a trait and maybe lack of anxiety is a skill rather than a trait uh, that that one's d- debatable but it, it's something that you can manage and then be able to focus on like your actual traits yeah so I went to business school and we had to do this project on personal branding and in the project you had to like ask yourself to describe yourself in five words and then you had to ask five people to describe you in five words and then the like accumulation of those words was your brand or like you could use those to develop your brand or like your person your brand persona or whatever it was and that was interesting for me because I asked like my sister I asked like my friend I asked someone who I was like in a group project with so I got to get different perspectives on like different versions of myself and there were just like overlaps where it's like the traits are like you are a nice person and it's like oh I guess so but like I thought I was like nervous and I don't know it's it's just like your bias like interprets things differently I think it's helped me be like oh I know that other people don't view me this way because like I don't view other people this way does that make sense yeah it makes sense I mean we're our own worst enemies (laughs) and it comes from a place of love like like you know but it's kind of like that idea that okay talk to yourself how you would talk to a friend like you're not going to be like so hard and critical of them as you are in yourself which is yeah ties to what you're saying in that it's like no one's thinking about you as much as you're thinking about you (laughs) i love reminding myself of that like especially with just posting this podcast mm-hmm. I was like the only people who are actually going to listen are people who like want to listen and like hello to those people thank you so much for listening <laughs> thanks for not judging us and if you are judging us <laughs> I actually I was thinking about this because I follow like marketing accounts on Instagram and they're always like this is a metric to show that you have succeeded and 
I think the best metric to show that you succeeded is when you start to get hate. Because, like, Kat, Kat made a face. I think she disagrees. <laughs> but I think that if you are creating something that elicits enough of a response for somebody to, like, take time out of their day to care even I mean obviously positively thank you so much for caring positively but if somebody cares enough to care negatively that means that you're you're creating something that people feel strongly about okay I get what you're saying didn't think that's where it was going (laughs) yeah so please comment your hate down below also (laughs) we keep saying comment down below there's nowhere for you to comment um (laughs) so (laughs) dm us your hate i don't know i'm i'm just like (laughs) i don't know i'm so perplexed by that idea but i feel like because if you create something what about that like fosters hate in another person i think it's hate is always like When you have negative feelings towards something, it's usually because you see part of that in yourself that you don't like, or it's always like a reflection of who that person is, not really what you're creating. So I feel like that's my like hesitancy to be like, oh, s- like it's a, yeah, or like it's some sort of like success to get hate because it's like oh they're like strongly they feel strongly about it but that's usually more of a reflection of themselves yeah I I don't think like I don't think getting hate is like a metric of like positive success when you think about it as like oh how many like how much interaction you can get or like your I don't know the technical terms something like that (laughs) But again, I feel like that's like the intention is wrong there then I think. Or like it's like corrupted. I think a lot of people make content for like to please an audience. And it's like you that doesn't require critical thinking. It's it's just like people pleasing content. And when you are creating something that is genuine I think it will elicit a response that is not just like great post thumbs up (laughs) yes as a people pleaser myself (laughs) that's so true yeah I mean no I get what you're saying like if you the stronger of a voice or opinion you have the more backlash you're gonna get or I guess I was thinking in particular about like Twitch chat, which I don't, I I dabble in Twitch. I'm not a, I'm more of a YouTube girl, but in Twitch, there's this like, and not just on Twitch, in social media, there's a thing called parasocial relationships. And a lot of times these parasocial relationships are with haters or with people who like obsessively send hate to these streamers and they're the same I mean I don't I don't I'm not asking anyone to obsessively hate us first of all (laughs) 
I just, I think it's like, it's like a double-sided coin or like two, two, what's that saying? Double-edged sword. Where it's like, people either love to hate or love to love. And it's like, the, the goal in the end is still to get a reaction from the person that they're sending hate to. There is like, okay, just being strong in your beliefs. And then there is like, okay, trolling or clickbaiting or whatever. And I think, yeah, that having strong opinions is something that I struggle, struggle with. So maybe this will help. Yeah, and I think I think you do have strong opinions about certain things. It's just like, yeah, she she just made a face that she she doesn't agree. <laughs> she said maybe, but like it it's okay to not have a strong opinion about everything. Yeah, that's not healthy. Because <laughs> I mean, you don't want to be like trapped in your own worldview, but you also don't want to be so. so adaptable to the point of like you not having your own sense of self which is something I feel like um I lean towards and struggle with (laughs) I remember writing a paper in high school and like the instructions were to like read both sides of an argument and then choose a side and I remember being like how do I choose a side like they're both making good points and I don't think I was able to make like like a decision on my own until like several years into college because I I would just be like oh that, that that's a good point and then like someone else would say something I'd be like oh yeah that's a good point too uh, relatable I always thought it was like the Pisces in me but if you have that too then maybe it's something else I don't know yeah I think it's just like it's okay to to like listen to everyone and like to be like fair I feel like it's definitely a good quality to have and I'm glad I have it, but I feel like I, it it gets like, it gets to me sometimes because I like, I think I start gaslighting myself and I'm like, you know, like, okay, if you can see both sides to everything, it just like perpetuates the idea that like nothing is real and nothing matters. So I just have a very, like, feel like I am nothing. (laughs) I've witnessed you caring about things and, like, having an opinion about certain things. But, like, you don't have to care about everything. And that's okay. I mean, no. I don't know if I, like... I mean, this is just my internal monologue. I don't know if, like, I actually think that. But... It just feels that way sometimes. But I want to be obsessively passionate about something. And I used to be, okay, to be fair. Yeah. Soccer was my passion and... Communism. <laughs> and what? Communism. Communism. <laughs> it was. It really, like, philosophy, like, political philosophy. I, like, in college, I was like upset like I loved it and then I kind of got disillusioned after the fact like just everything with politics that has happened which so now maybe podcasting will be my new (laughs) obsession 
you could even just be like this is who i am this month yeah I, no i i'm i think I'm, I'm constantly in that state of mind which makes it difficult to like pinpoint something that i am like i never feel like i am something like it's always just coming and going you're adaptable god i'm so sick of it okay so now we're moving on to our question from the audience thank you so much claire for submitting the question um you can follow claire on claire dubois draws she is an artist and she's so talented and we love her the question is how do you think your lives would have gone post-grad had the pandemic not happened okay so for a little context we graduated in 2018 so when covid happened i was living at my mother's house in new hampshire and um i had just two weeks prior gotten my first gotten is that a word got (laughs) my first like nine to five office job and i was very excited because previous to that i was working at the airport at JetBlue, and the hours were just crazy and the pay was really bad but I was there for the flight benefits and then my priorities changed and I was like, okay, I mean, I've traveled a lot now. I kind of want to be able to like afford a place of my own. So, and that JetBlue money was not going to cut that. So I got like a nine to five office job and was going to like start saving to like move out, move back down to the Boston area. And then two weeks later... COVID happened and the job was for a student like a travel agency that primarily helps students so um that was like rendered um <laughs> obsolete and I got laid off so yeah if the pandemic hadn't happened I think I would probably still be at that job and like living in an apartment by myself that was like the goal at least and but also I wouldn't have my dog and I wouldn't have had a great summer with like my New Hampshire friends so yeah <laughs> you wouldn't have started this podcast that's true probably because I probably wouldn't have lived here with Megan, so. I, oh, man, I don't know how I would have, like, I can't picture it. Like, before COVID, I don't know, I was just so burnt out because the restaurant was so draining, like, physically and mentally because there was just so much to do. So I felt burnt out, like, all the time. So I never had time to, like, put, like, what I wanted to do ahead. But that was also, like, a result of my perspective, too, where I was, like, being negative. So, like, it gave me the chance to, like, change my perspective 
so I don't know I feel like if I had if COVID didn't happen I feel like I would probably still be working at the restaurant or I would have a job that like I wasn't proud of uh I don't know I hope that if COVID hadn't happened I would still have like put my mental health first but I don't know if I would have I think I might have just like gotten caught up in my daily comfortable routine and I would have just like continued with that but I don't know I like to think that I might have gotten another job and like might have like been working doing something else and happy also (laughs) but like it didn't happen so who knows who knows what would have happened not me yeah it's hard to say because also it was like over a year ago now and like who knows how we would have changed internally had this whole thing not happened it's kind of spooky to think about and also I mean like I wonder if I was still I would probably still be um working for student universe but I wouldn't unless I got fired (laughs) and like I've still yet to experience that like nine to five stable office job and like I still wonder like would I like that because I I got like two weeks of it so like yeah maybe I would be still there but like miserable who knows so true who knows (laughs) but uh, I think that's all the time we have today so Thanks again for listening. If you made it this far, we love you. And thank you. And we hope you have a good week. Thanks. Bye. Free Brittany.